Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I want to saddle my horse in the darkness, ride out in the morning dew. I want to breathe some air that's never been breathed. I want to drink the wine of freedom, toast the good ones that we knew. I want to count a million stars and think of you. Want to see one more hometown rodeo or its hats off for the flag. We'll cheer that bucking horse in the wild ride. I want to shoot a hole in my TV set and let the silence ring on through. I want to count a million stars and think of you. Don't tell me that the West is dead and gone. My poor heart can't stand to hear that subtle song. If you're saying that you missed it all, I bet that you're wrong. Don't tell me it's dead and gone. Want to see one more Charlie Russell print some old sail barn cafe where the old men over coffee tell their tales. I want to ride out with a wagon, smell the scent of springtime sage. I want the wind at my back on down the trail. Want to see suntan, cowgirl cheeks, and long braids neath her hat. Want to hear the summer rain on the roof at a country dance. Then we'll ride out our raging storm till the light comes shining through. And then I count a million stars and think of you. Don't tell me that the West is dead and gone. My poor heart can't stand to hear that subtle song. If you're saying that you missed her all, I'm betting that you're wrong. Don't tell me it's dead and gone. Don't tell me. Our good buddy, Mr. R.W. Hampton, to kick things off this Thursday morning with his great song, Don't Tell Me. And from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our sidekick, Mrs. Marvelous, Bobby Jean Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, multitasking as normal, chatting with you, listening to great music and posting throughout today's show on the Bobby Jean Bell, uh, my personal Facebook page. Some of our listeners may know this, but I post pictures throughout the show, and it's really, really fun. And um, and so, you know, I listen to the music and I pick a picture. <laughs> well, and for our listeners out there, if you're on Facebook, be sure and visit Bobby Jean Bell's Facebook page and kind of keep up with her fantastic posts. You do a good job with those, Bobby. Thank you. Oh, it's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotta so ask good morning. You. Good morning to yeah. you. And how is how is good your morning. toilet paper holding up? I think the last last oh, time we were on, oh, you just picked up a thing. Yeah. 
And you know we haven't had to open that yet. Oh wow! So wow. We're frugal, we're frugal with what we have. And then the grocery store the other day, they actually had some. So Jim didn't hoard. He just picked up a four rolls, four rolls more. So now each of our two bathrooms have four rolls in reserve. And then we have a big old 12-pack in our laundry, our little laundry area. So you know what? We are good to go. That prayer has been answered, and we're moving on. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. Well, things things seem to be getting a little bit better out there, but uh, it's it's still a serious situation. So everybody listening, uh, stay home, stay safe, and uh, and we will survive this thing. But uh, hey, I did want to mention uh, at the first part of the show that yesterday the decision was made that we will be rescheduling Rendezvous 2020. So instead of June the 18th uh, through the 20th, we'll be holding that October the 29th through the 31st at the Circle E Guest Ranch here in Tennessee. And Bobby, it will be a beautiful time of the year because the fall colors in Tennessee are absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, And with it being Halloween, we may do a little trick or treating too. So. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. That is fun. But for everybody that has made reservations, they're just going to roll those over for you into October. And, uh, and so everything is, everything is a go. All of our entertainers are going to be there. Everybody will show up. So we're happy that. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. But anyway, it's going to be a fantastic show today. We have a wonderful guest on the Campfire Cafe, and tell us who that is. <laughs> we have uh, Dynamite with us today. Susie Knight is ready to explode out of the gate. We haven't chatted with Susie. It's embarrassing. It's been years, Gary. So we are excited to have her standing by and ready to go. <laughs> All right. So Susie will be joining us on the Campfire Cafe And then in the second hour on Saddle Up America, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, is ready to join us. And we may talk a little bit about the ABCs of trail riding today. So it's a great day out west, and it's a great day on Equestrian Legacy Radio. And we're going to play a great song from Susie Knight's CD, Turn Them Loose. It's one called Lasso the Cowgirl. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Susie on the Campfire Cafe. Get on our way Check all the hurts And we fail the hate 
the cowgirl by today's guest, Susie Knight. Susie Knight hangs her hat in Conifer, Colorado. She's a wrangler at Bear Creek Stables in Morrison, Colorado, and performs her original cowboy songs and poetry for kids of all ages, including us. <laughs> Known for her enthusiastic stage presence from campfires to concert halls and the success of her critically acclaimed poetry albums, Susie has been honored with multiple awards presented by the International Western Music Association and the Academy of Western Artists. Easily shifting gears from poet to songwriter, from reciting to singing, Susie's cowboy poetry and songs are based on her youthful life at the Circle M Ranch in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, where she rode horseback, checking cattle, horse herds, wells, and fence lines. Nowadays, she finds herself horseback in the summers, wrangling dudes on trail rides at Bear Creek Stables, located in Morrison, Colorado. She writes what she knows and takes us with her into the sale barn, along the dusty trail, into the glorious western landscape, and, well, wherever her heart leads her. We're featuring music and poetry from her latest release, Turn Em Loose, already ranking number two in the top 30 Cowboy Western album IWMA music chart. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a multi-talented performer whose every performance is joy-filled and who poet Baxter Black calls, you're the real thing, darling. Welcome, Susie Knight. Hey, how you doing, cowgirl friend? Welcome. Good morning. I'm doing fantastic. It's nice to be here. Good morning, Miss Susie. Thank you. Thank you. I had a lot of fun listening to Lasso the Cowgirl just now. It was, uh, it was fun. It made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a worldwide radio audience, and so I know some folks are familiar with you, but a lot of folks mm. are not. And mm -hmm. uh, so you're kind of the real deal cowgirl, but you didn't start out that way. Where, where was home for you? I was born in the city of Chicago and raised in the suburbs, um, and I lived there for the first oh, 20 years of my life. Um, but we had horses. My dad was a horseman uh, as a child, and so we got our my first horse when I was 15, and I had American Quarter Horses or great horses that were quarter horse type for 30 uh -huh. years, uh, 30 consecutive years in Illinois. And um, my first husband, like I say, was from Pine Ridge, South Dakota, and so I lived on that ranch. And my uh, from um, I'll just say from my age 21 till 25. <laughs> it was actually age 20, but who's counting, right? It was five years. <laughs> so yeah, five we years out counting. on his family's that's, ranch. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But I, yeah, so that, I have my roots in Chicago, but I was plopped on a pony at age three and and was also plopped on stage at eight, age three in dancing lessons. So it's simultaneously, when you're very young, and it's my earliest memories, age three, I was either on stage or, or doing something with ponies and horses, and that has continued now. I'm 60 years old. I know it's hard to believe, but I'm 60 <laughs> years old, and nothing's changed. I'm still entertaining people, or I'm still uh, riding horseback and doing horse chores. So uh, That's me. a blessed life. That is a blessed <laughs> yes, life. Yes, it is. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of interesting things about you that I know. 
both mm-hmm. of your parents were classically trained performers. And mm-hmm. and and you mm-hmm. were a ballet f- ba- ba- like ballerina for a while. Mm-hmm. So how did That's all that come believe. out? <laughs> yeah. Well, just mom and dad met singing. Uh, they were in voice lessons together. Both of them had natural, fantastic voices as young people. And so then they continued on to learn and study and happened to cross paths when they were in voice lessons. And mom was uh, about 20 or so and daddy was 25. They got married five years later. But um, so my point is, is that I, I mean, they were always singing. We had two pianos in the house, one upstairs, one downstairs, and there was always a rehearsal. And so music was going on constantly. It was very, um, you know, very much normal for me to see daddy walking out the door in a tuxedo and mom in an evening gown to go sing in a mm. concert. So that's what I grew That was normal. That's why I think I'm always dressed overdressed, you know, when I <laughs> way too much playing, way too much, you know, Hollywood, but it's just how I was raised. Um, and, and then, uh, I forget what the second question. Oh, ballerina. Well, I'm not a yeah. real ballerina, but I was trained in ballet. Um, and I studied dance for 17 years. So jazz, I, three years old, I started ballet and then, um, jazz I started at 10 and so I, I, I danced a lot my dancing teacher took us out and we did little local performances at the veterans hospitals uh, Great Lakes Naval Base in the Chicago area and also in nursing homes and so she was throwing us on stage well I started playing guitar and singing at age 13 and I was I don't know why I just really think that it was just being a kid, I started to write these songs, and they were terrible. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were wow. awful. Yeah, at age 13, I was playing guitar, and I was bad bad at that, too. But, you know, my <laughs> dancing teacher was so wonderful, she'd throw me on stage and let me sing, and I would sing something that wasn't my own. I'd sing something else that was a cover song, like John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. You know, that was right. one of the influences. Okay. So that's where I was getting a lot of my early experience at 13, making all the mistakes, you know, going on stage without tuning your guitar, you know, breaking strings because I didn't change them often enough. Um, (laughs) Just everything that you could, you know, your pick falls in your guitar. Now what do you do? And you just have to keep going. And I learned through the road of hard knocks because she just kept throwing me on stage uh, at these what we call dance outs. So dancing and singing and then later in high school, theater arts, doing uh, plays and musicals, so all part of my growing up. So that has that has had a tremendous influence for the rest of your life because you are oh, yeah. you are, yeah. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you probably are one of the most energetic energetic. I'll try to get this out. Energetic <laughs> performers out there. And, uh, well, I don't and, know. I guess so. I get excited about, you know, showbiz, I guess. I don't know why that's the way I'm kind of wired, you know. Yeah, but but not only are you a performer uh, mm-hmm. and a dancer, but mm-hmm. you have been a clown. You mm-hmm. are now an yes. auctioneer. Yes. So So what is it that you don't do, Susie? I don't jump out of airplanes. <laughs> I don't bungee jump. (laughs) Uh, What else? Uh, Let's see. I don't clean the leaves out of the gutters, you know. Forget about it. Okay. I don't know. I do do what I can to stay on stage and make 
a few bucks because show business is tough to really yeah. prove prove to Uncle Sam that you're making a living. When I was in when I was doing the sh- uh, clown stuff, uh, um, just tell you that was successful for me for many years when I lived in the Chicago area. And I became a, I went to clown school just as a fun thing on the side. It was a kind of a, just a continuing education class. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. I really did it mainly for my church so I could do clown ministry. That was something that was kind of growing and getting popular. And so I, I wanted to learn about how to do it. How do you put the makeup and make it stay on? And how do you, you know, do character acting and, and do I have a voice and what is my character all about? So um, I went to clown school and there was a lady who was also in the clown school and she took the class to scout for people to hire so she could have her own agency. So she wasn't just herself. She had other clowns working for her. So that was smart. And her name was Maureen Curran with around the town clowns. And she's, she loved me, and she put me to work on January 1st, um, the year 2000, was my very first day as a professional clown because we graduated on New Year's Eve, um, wow. our graduation class. And, and the next day, she said, I got a birthday party. You're going with me. She paid me $75. and we both, A lot of money. We both, yeah. Hey, man, in an hour? I, yeah. I mean, and I learned. That was my training. Boom, you're going to work now. And she then she was starting to pay me a hundred. Then she paid me one hundred twenty-five. Pretty soon I said I make more money working for myself. She says, "What do you charge?" And I said, "One fifty. So she said, "I'll pay you the whole one fifty. Just keep working for me because everybody loves you." And I worked for five years in the Chicago suburbs as a birthday clown, festival clown, mainly birthday parties, and wow. was very successful. And one year, one year I was actually carrying the household bills. As a, you know, my, my ex-husband at the time, uh, he got laid off and he was having trouble finding work. Because you know how the economy goes up and down. Right. And so right. he was struggling to, to find a way to make a, a living. And so I was supporting the family as a professional wow. clown. So it was wow. lucrative for a while there. But then we, you know, I got divorced. I moved to uh, Colorado and started, you know, doing other things to get my wheels turning out here in Colorado and um, I did some clowning on the side, and, and it never did kind of go back to where it was. It just never climbed back up to where clowns were cool, and then it kind of lost its thunder, and everybody got scared of clowns. And So I well, just said, okay, <laughs> I did 17 years of that. That was fun. Wow. I'll do something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how Lasso the Cowgirl came to be. How did Lasso the Cowgirl Lasso's, come to be? Okay, so Maureen, Maureen, that agent, okay, this is – I'm in this – for now about a year and I'm developing my character. I'm really getting into this whole birthday party thing. I've got it down pat. And she says, I got a little boy. He's going to be five. He's terrified of clowns. Do you have anything else that you can do? And I says, well, I got the hat. The bo-. I was a cowgirl. Okay. I was showing horses. Um, I was raising my kids. We're doing horse, horse shows and such. And uh, I said, I got the hat, the boots, the belt, the buckle, the spurs. I'm last other cowgirl. And so she said, okay. And so I did the birthday party like I would as a clown, but I didn't call myself a clown, and I dressed up as this cowgirl. And the kid loved it. Maureen said, oh, my gosh, they can't stop talking about you. So I continued to work on that costume and and make it better, and um, now I have a beautiful leather um, 
gear skin that I wear also for when I do adult shows, you know, for, for grownups, not adults, right. but you know what I mean. Family style for seniors is what I mean. I'm all right. G-rated. My shows are all G-rated. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's beautiful buckskin, and I think Bobby Jean has seen this outfit, I'm pretty sure, because I wore it to con- the IWMA convention once. And um, But anyway, that's such a great, you know, beautiful, um, not costume, but western fringe, right. beautiful western outfit. Gorgeous hat that was sponsored by uh, – uh, cowboy up hatters here in Denver and you know just outstanding first class the outfit itself has made me you know it's paid for itself over and over just the outfit oh wow <laughs> just because wow. it's so so outstanding um <laughs> and so the song I'll tell you quickly how that was developed was just only a few years ago uh I felt that you know a lot of times I'm doing children's entertainment and I can't find any good material for children you know, it's just okay. hard to find. Even with the internet, I just don't see a lot of good stories or poems or anything. So I write my own for the kids. That was way before I uh, moved to Colorado. I was writing my own things, like songs and poems for kids, and using puppets and things like that for this wow. lasso the cowgirl cowgirl character. And so. I just went ahead and said, you know, I need an opener. I need to open because these are, these are school-age kids, and they're savvy. You know, they're not little toddlers, and puppets ain't going to fly with these kids. I got to be a little bit more, um, you know, I got to bring in a little bit more real cowboy, real cowgirl aspect by still having fun. So I right. brought out my guitar, and I wrote the song Lasso the Cowgirl and threw in a little bit of yodel because I'm still, you know, I'm not the world's greatest yodeler. I just yodel a little bit, just enough to say, whoa, what's that? So. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. Uh, gosh. Well, I tell yeah. you, I need to see, I need to see a Susie Knight show and see a little Lasso yeah. the Cowgirl myself. But uh, And get the Lasso would... spinning, get you on stage and spinning Lassos with me. I can get you on oh, stage. Oh, yeah. Today. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure that'd be good. Anyway, I want to get to another really song. Cool. I want okay. to get to another song. This is the title mm-hmm. cut from the CD "Turn 'Em Loose." Oh. So yeah. we're going to listen to that, and then we're going to come mm-hmm. back and talk more mm-hmm. with Miss Susie Knight today on the Campfire Cafe. Rise and shine.
work till dark. There's no excuse. No excuse. If the job's too tough, just nod. We'll cut you loose. But if you give your all and work all day, you'll prove you got the sand you need to stay. about this um, recording project the uh, cover art you know I was just looking at a video of you singing like mm-hmm. with the refrigerator behind you and yes. um, in your mm-hmm. home and on the mm-hmm. wall I believe mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. piece of artwork I, am oh, I, correct? I love this yeah you're exactly right you're right <laughs> it, it hangs in my home <laughs> Yeah, the whole us, reason why the song about, was written, so <laughs> I could tell that. you a lot tell about, about it. Yeah, yeah sure. tell us about uh, it, that. This is beautiful work of art. It's um, you know, it's a painting that I have the print of by the artist Dirk Godby, and he's out of um, Sisters, Oregon, I believe. And this this particular work of art used to hang in my home in the Chicago suburbs where I lived and raised my kids, and it. it I found it in the Western Horseman magazine years ago, and I had to have it. And um, 
I think it only costs like $60 for the print. And then of course you get it framed and then it's a couple hundred bucks, but it yeah. hung in my home. And so just so, so, you know, I mean, it, it was something that reminded us of our life on the circle M ranch, my ex-husband's family's ranch. And they, they had 200 mares and, and then each mare would have a colt in the spring. And of course there were the stallions and then the geldings, the, the saddle horses. So we had a, um, we had, on the ranch at any given time we could have about 450 horses or more <laughs> you wow. know you count mares and colts etc and so um we do sorting and there'd be vaccinating there'd be the sale time when we'd have to wean and and so there was a lot of work that was done in the big corrals and so um anyway this scene of open up that gate i mean that's what it looks like those horses are flying out because they know they're going back to pasture they don't want to be in the corral they don't want to be there they want to be where there's green grass and they have their freedom right so this scene just was so important to our memories of living on uh, my ex-husband's family's ranch and so anyway when the divorce came i didn't get this print even though i bought it and it was mine he wanted it and so the the judge decided hey that's his he gets to keep it and i'm like it's cool because when i someday have a home again someday you know i'm gonna get another one i'm gonna find Mm -hmm. it on the internet and i'm gonna get another one so life goes on and years go by and i finally marry my new husband dave and and so we finally buy a home because we rented for a while and then we bought our little home that we live in now in conifer colorado and the first thing i did was i went online and i bought the print turn them loose and guess what here's what's really what? cool dirt godby knew who i was wow he said, oh my hi God. Susie. he's like hi Susie," and he sent me his cd because he sings and writes songs the guy is an amazing artist he does sculpture he does not just oils and acrylic painting etc i mean the man is a true artist and a, a horseman and cowboy and so He's like, here's my CD. I'd like you to sing my song, this one particular song, and you can change the words so it's a woman. And I, I didn't, I, I thanked him and I wrote to him. I said, thank you so much, but I think you're supposed to be singing that song. And um, it just wasn't my style, but it, the beautiful thing was that he knew me. How about that? <laughs> How is that for funny? Well, anyway, so now it's hanging in my house. And let me just get to the point here. So it's hard for me. Believe me, it's hard for me to stay on, on task. But my <laughs> husband, Dave, <laughs> my husband, Dave, he's a water well guy, right? He goes out and fixes people's wells. And he used to be the windmill guy and all that. And he kisses me as he's going to work. And he goes, you know, you haven't written a song in a while. And he was right, because I was working, this is 2013, and I was really working on my, I think it was 2013 or 2014, I can't remember, maybe it was 2014, but doesn't matter. I was working on my poetry a lot at that time. I was really focusing on writing better poems and improving the poems that I had written, and so that's where my energy was at, and so... He said, you haven't written a song in a while. And I'm looking at this picture as he walks out the door, and I pick up my guitar, and about an hour and a half later, I had the song. Now, there's wow. minor rewrites. There's always minor rewrites and things. You guys know that. So anyway, so I rewrote over the last few years before going into the studios. But the main gist of the song was done. He came home from work. I sang it for him. I go, what do you think? He goes, hmm, I think you got a good little song there. 
Well, I'll tell you what. When we went into studio and we put this down and I got three trails west from Kansas to sing my harmonies, yeah. and the fiddle player, Luke Tripp, what he did, he played mandolin and, and fiddle. The guy is a genius. And Ernie Martinez playing rhythm, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. a gentleman named Greg Garrison playing bass. When it all came together in the studio, it was way beyond what I had imagined. To me, the song is probably the best song I've ever written. And I, I'm telling you guys, it, it goes back to that years and years ago, the scene of being on the ranch, gathering the mares up north, bringing them down the two-mile trail, back to the corrals, sorting the horses and turning them loose so we can bring them back to pasture. I mean, all of this, I got such a you know goosebumps when I talk about it and how I lost the print in a divorce, and then I eventually got it back, you know, got a new one and framed it, and the artist knows me. Knows hey, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And now, and now the beautiful thing is it's number two. The album is number two on the charts. Coming in number two to Dave Stamey, the Hall of Fame Western Entertainer of the Year, just multi-award winning Dave Stamey is number one. That's nothing to worry about, being number two to him is an honor. It's an honor. Oh, that's so. great. I'm blessed. That is so great. Blessed. That is great. Susie, Susie I want to um, – Gary, can I, can I make a yeah, comment? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Susie, this – I love this. I absolutely love the story. What a fabulous story. But, you know, to mm. me, this song, because I'm mm. not a horse woman, so you picture, I, I have the picture. I get it. I get it. But you know what? Mm-hmm. This song speaks to me. Turn mm. turn you loose. Turn her loose. I think what oh. I've seen with you over the years of watching you perform live and listening to mm. your poetry and all is Susie Knight is on the loose. And we are seeing a Susie <laughs> busting out of the gate, knocking down the fences, crossing lines. Um, and I, I think you. you've been turned. I think you've been turned loose. Not that you weren't before. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Oh, well, uh, everything's timing. Yeah. Sure. Thank a you. What a compliment. Lot, <laughs> a whole lot of things. No, and I, I got to see you perform at the IWMA. Um, I see you with Colorado chapter members. I've been spent late, lately. I've spent quite a bit of time on the Colorado chapter IWMA page, and oh, um, you're all, oh. you're all, you're all um, turning loose. And and I oh. think that you have a lot to do with that. So, I, I get it. Mm. I get the I get the story. I get the horses. I get you know. I get all that. But to me. Susie Knight is on the loose. <laughs> oh, you are such an encouragement. Thank you. I am so humbled. I'm like, what do I say? Thank you. I, I receive that. Okay, I'm going to just let that just roll. Okay. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Susie Knight on the loose. That's pretty frightening to think about. No, I'm kidding. Gary I'm knows kidding. me too well. <laughs> well, you are extremely well known as a poet, and you mm-hmm. have a great song that talks about ho- a great poem that talks about horses. Mm-hmm. One called "Holding the Reins." Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Susie when we return on the Campfire Cafe. Well, he stood in the pen in the auction yard with a nervous and uncertain eye. I thought it was strange—a horse of his caliber sent here 
where crippled ones die. So I looked him over from head to toe, searching for some kind of flaw. He was some underfed, had a scar on his head, and one on his left lower jaw. He was nervous and skittish as I walked around. He wasn't sure what I had planned. But it was easy to tell why this horse was for sale. He'd been handled with a rough, heavy hand. He had battle scars on the sides of his mouth, the result of fighting the bit, and sores on his back from improper tack, here where the saddle should fit. As I stood in the pen, the owner walked in, said, Pardner, you're wasting your time. He's an outlaw for sure, for which there's no cure. Believe me, he ain't worth a dime. He ain't got no sense. He'll run you right through a fence. Ones like him are better off dead. And there's no way to train that knothead to reign. As I listened to the words that he said, I remembered a poem that I heard one time. A poem about an old violin. It was taken for naught, not much worth, so they thought. And like this horse... It was in the bargain bin. Till a withered old man with wrinkled up hands and hair just as white as the snow picked up the violin and with the slightest of grin introduced fiddle to bow. It obeyed every command at the touch of his hand. Then he never missed a note. The music so sweet brought the crowd to their feet some had a lump in their throat. And what they once took for naught, now the entire crowd sought to own such a fine set of strings. The difference was made because the master had played. So it is with all other things. Whether it's horses or life or an old violin, the wise one, he understands. When good music is played, when good horses are made, it's all in the touch of the hands. So, partner, this horse that you're leaving here, the one you say is bad to the bone, before he's sold to some better, you may reconsider, because maybe the fault is your own. And if you can't get the desired results that you want, do something more than complain. Take a deep look inside. Maybe swallow your pride, because it's you that's holding the rein. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is powerful. Well, I I got to tell you that that was written by Jeff Carson from Heber City, Utah. He's a great cowboy poet and good friend. And uh, it's one of the poems I've got permission to perform. And I asked him if I could put it on the record, and he said yes. So uh, it, it is his poem, but I love to perform it because people really can relate. Yeah. Know? Yeah, well, you do a beautiful job on that. You do a beautiful job on Thank that. You. So, uh Everybody knows you're pretty bashful. 
that's me. <laughs> so, 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 right, right, quickly, right, quickly. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned mm-hmm. Dave. I want, I want yeah. you to tell our audience how you met Dave. Aww. Ah, where do I begin? Oh, so forlorn and lost. I don't do lonely very well. I just don't. And uh, so it was about three and a half years after, you know, being all alone and trying to start my life over in Colorado. And I was just having a rough go. And so I went into the grocery store one day after church and um, was pretty much had made my decision that, you know, I'm making Jesus my husband. Husband, I know that sounds crazy, but I was pretty much just given up on on everything, and I was just going to go that direction and just sell out to my relationship to God. And and so I went into the grocery store. I was still pretty sad, and uh, walked around this one aisle where there's Dave trying to buy some soup, and he's got a shopping cart in my way. And I heard in my right ear, I heard God say, "There's your husband." and I mean, it was loud and clear, and um, I remember arguing in my brain saying, no, he's too old, because Dave is 10 years older than me, and I, I just oh, wow. saw this this older gentleman, and I just wasn't interested, and and then I walked right by, and, and he moved his cart, because it was kind of in my way, and I looked up in his beautiful blue eyes, he's got icy blue eyes, and he had a handlebar mustache, <laughs> it was so cool, <laughs> And I looked up at this man, and I was like, boing, and I was, <laughs> I was so smitten immediately, <laughs> and I couldn't even choke out the words, hi, you know, I mean, I couldn't even spit it out, I just, can you believe it, Susie Knight finally shut her big mouth, and it was so amazing, James says, I thought you were going to throw up right there, and he smiled at me, and we both assumed the other was married, because, you know, I was 49, and he was 59, and, um, you just don't do that. You know, I'm in the girls club. You don't say hello to a married man. You just don't, you know? And so um, I just couldn't say hello. And so away we went and we spotted each other again in the parking lot and we were both looking at each other, but still, you know, he's quiet. He's a, he's a quiet gentleman. And I'm, I'm just still not able to say hello, you know, and walk (laughs) over and visit for a second. I just couldn't do it, you know? So away we went. And so the nine days later, I was uh, getting an oil change, and I, I stepped across the street to what's like a 7-Eleven. It's a, a loafing jug, you know, place to pump gas and go inside right. and buy whatever you need. And so I was just killing time at the loafing jug. And a few minutes late, after I bought my little coffee to go, and I turned around, um, I saw Dave's work truck out there because I knew when I was in the parking lot, I spotted that work t- truck. And so I knew that's who he worked for, and so I – I saw the, the truck and I'm looking around this little tiny store and there he is trying to buy a candy bar. And I walk up to him and I go, I remember you from the grocery store. And he, he turns around and I go, are you married? And he says, <laughs> no, ma'am, I'm not. And I said, me neither. And I whipped out my business card and I handed it to him with my phone on it. And I said, me neither. Let's go have coffee. And I ran away. I ran back across the street. I was like, what did I just do? And so anyway, he called the next day, and we went out and had, had some coffee and visited, and and then the rest is history. So that's oh, how it wow. went. But if they they want to hear it in rhyme and meter, it's on Western Wordsmith, my record Western Wordsmith. I kind of wrote a cute little poem, and it's the short version, of course, and it's uh, – um, on Western Wordsmith called My Western Man. It's kind of funny. 
It's, it's hilarious. I love it. Do it, I love it. Do it live for the audience. They're always laughing. But my girlfriends all can't believe I did that, that I walked up to this stranger and said, I remember you. Are you married? <laughs> oh, gee. I can't believe I did that, but it uh, worked. So. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. I love that story. Well, well he's a good so, guy. <laughs> so, you, so you couldn't speak in the grocery store, but you found your voice again, and look how it's turned out. That's fantastic. Well, that's all but, thanks to David. So and when I say that, I'm sincere, ladies and gentlemen, that – Truly, uh, you know, my first husband didn't mind me being a clown, but he did not get this whole cowboy music and poetry thing. He, he And I had been writing it before he came along in my life, you know, but he just didn't understand that. And no, there isn't a lot of money to be made. And that was one of the problems. He was like, there's no money in it. You're not doing it. Well, no, there's no real money to be made, but it still doesn't matter if it's your calling. So yeah. David Knight, David Knight told me, I want you to go live your dream. And he was the one who, who gave me the support and the encouragement and whatever I needed if I needed the money to get on an airplane. And David's not a rich man, but he helped me go do yeah. my thing. And yeah. thanks to Dave is why I'm talking to you today, folks. Really. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Well, it's that's a fantastic <laughs> story. Bobby, would you ever believe she had lost her voice and couldn't even <laughs> – uh, no. <laughs> Couldn't even say hi. No, uh, no. You. But I also know she's a woman that speaks the truth, so that that uh, must have been that, that must have been true. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. true. I'm telling you, it's true. I couldn't uh, breathe, let alone say hi. That's so funny. That is so funny. Well, mm-hmm. let's get to another great song from the CD, Turn Them mm-hmm. Loose. It's one called Cowboy Ride On Over. We're talking with Susie oh. Knight, having so much fun visiting with her today. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back in just a minute.
Cowboy right on over, Susie Knight from the new CD, Turn Them Loose, and you will want this. Susie, why don't you take a moment and let our listeners that are around the world, why don't you let them know all the places they can find you and follow you? Okay. So the the best way is on Facebook. Um, I have two different locations. My regular Facebook page is Susie Knight, and the reason why I say this one um, well, there's Susie Knight Western Entertainer, so that's a page that they can find me, and I'll, I'll try to be more active about posting gigs once we start getting gigs again. Right now we're yeah. kind of on hold. Uh, but my regular Facebook page, Susie Knight, um, has the image of the album right now on it. I'm going to try and keep it there as long as it's kind of pertinent. If you click on that image, you can hear the whole album for no charge and you can also download a track or the whole album if you want to and there is a fee and i'm not sure what it costs because i'm still needing a teenager to help me figure out how to download (laughs) so i need to hire some kid in the neighborhood but uh that's one way to hear this record and to even download say you like one song you really like cowboy ride on over you can click on it and download just that track um they also can go to my website, but I'm thinking I'm going to let my website go because it's really not that big of a deal to have as an entertainer, and it costs me money to keep it. I can just right. do it through my uh, Susie Knight Western Entertainer page, which is free. And, um, you know, I could do some advertising on there, and that costs me a couple bucks when I want to advertise. So that's the way I would prefer them to do it is everything through Facebook. If you're not savvy with Facebook and you're not sure and you'd like a hard CD, just go ahead and um, send me a check for it's 20 with the, and that covers shipping in the continental United States. If you're outside, well, I think Hawaii and Alaska qualify. Um, but if you're outside of the country, then it's 30 because I have to pay a little extra for it to go through customs to another country. So, and it has to be in U.S. dollars because somebody sent me British pounds and uh, the, the exchange rate was too high for me. Wow. So I had to send their check back and that was unfortunate. I sent them the record anyway, though. That's because I'm really nice. So uh, <laughs> I would, would ask that they're nice people. You know, they're, they're really nice folks. They were friends of mine, so I did it. But um, my address, here's my address. So it's Susie Knight, S-U-S-I-E. K-N-I-G-H-T, and then post office box, you just could put P as in Paul, O as in open, box 76, Conifer, Colorado, 80433. Okay? So um, that's how they can get a hard copy from me. I'll sign it and send it to them. And uh, that's the best way. Mm-hmm. You, you want her music, and uh, oh, I'm going to try to get two you. more two more numbers in real quick. Uh, and Good. and I have I have to do another poem. I have to do another poem, and mm. this is the uh, this is the title cut from your award winning CD, Fill in Tank. So let's take a listen to that. Oh, we'll be right back. Okay. Very good. Thank you. The foreman asked me. You want a job today? Them two old empty stock tanks, they need filling. What you say? 
Uh, certainly, young fella. Just point me to the hose. I'll get it done for sunset. Or by Tuesday, I suppose. So I arrived this morning and was set to lend a hand. This ranch is west of Steamboat Springs and bears the Big Hat brand. Instead, I'm watching water as it slowly starts to rise. If I'm to prove I'm handy, well, I have to realize that this is quite a privilege. I'm trusted in this clover to watch the water fill both tanks, make sure they don't spill over. (laughs) Truth be told, I can't complain. This task, it ain't so bad. The water flows in harmony with memories that I've had. The whisper of a zephyr says it's fine to reminisce all those moments that I cherish, like true love and that first kiss. I close my eyes to honor all my loved ones that have passed. My daddy'd say, your trials come and go and rarely last. This melancholy lingers as the water slowly fills up the stock tanks in this pasture amid the Moffat County hills. And then I see old Crappie in my memory's favorite song. I rode that horse for hours working livestock all day long. I lived on many ranches since, though most don't know that's true. I'd vaccinated Brandon's, run the gates, and fed the crew. I worked for room and board at times, but mostly drew a wage, checked fence lines, wells, and cattle, riding horseback through the sage. But young folk overlook me now. To them, I'm old and gray. I guess they think I'm all washed up and only in their way. Ah, there, the water's at the top. I'm all done filling tanks. And knowing the herd ain't thirsty, that's all I need for thanks. That's filling tanks from the CD by the (laughs) same name. And, uh, Susie Knight, you're just too much stinking fun. We've had a ball today. <laughs> Thank you. I've enjoyed it. It's been a blast. We have Thank had you a so ball. much. Well, it's it's been a while since you've been on the show, so I'm going to have to ask you if you'll come back again, and it won't be a few years oh. between between visits, okay? I, I would love to. Thank you so much, Bobby Jean and Gary. You guys are great. And I appreciate everything. And and thank you to your listeners for for sticking with it. And uh, have fun in the next hour with with uh, Robert. Sounds like well, thank fun. you so much. So we're going to close out this segment with another great song from the CD, Turn 'Em Loose. It's one called Heading Home. And I guess that's what we're going to do until we start Saddle Up America in a little bit. But Susie, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you, guys. Happy trails. All righty.
my age was barely ten Riding my first roundup With the older boys and men The foreman sent our best hand Where lesser men might fail To ride the outside circle The longest, roughest trail I watched that top pan ride out On a skittish coat that day Once on a distant ridge I saw him turning horns my way He pinned the herd by evening His pony soaked with sweat I made myself a promise That I still remember yet One day I'd ride the outside circle And I'd make a top hand Riding through the sage so purple Round the old potato stand And I'd chouse the wildest cattle On the roughest broncos And I'd ride the outside circle For the brand I held my promise sacred And I aimed to keep my word I learned to throw a fast loop From the rankest in the herd And it was ten years later When I heard the roundup boss He said, you'll ride the outside circle, son Go catch yourself a horse And I rode the outside circle And I became top hand Riding through the sage so purple Round the old potato stand And I chouse the wildest cat On the roughest broncos And I rode the outside circle For the brand Some say I'm growing old It's true my hair is silver And it's plain my legs are bold I ride the inside circles now But just ask my cowboy peers They know I rode that outside circle For well not 30 years Yes, I rode the outside circle I became top hand Riding through the sage so purple Round the Ocotillo stands And I chowed the wildest cat On the roughest broncos And I rode the outside circle For the brand And in dreams I ride the ridges In my stirrups I still stand And I ride the outside circle For the brand Mr. Mike Blakely with the outside circle Brings us back to Saddle Up America On the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network With our good friend Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister 
Hey, Robert. How's it going? What a crazy month. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, first of all, I've got to ask you like I do everybody else. Do you have enough toilet paper in your house? We have plenty of toilet paper. Um, <laughs> we, we we went to the Costco before before this craziness started, before it all went out. I think <laughs> had we had we waited, uh, we might be in trouble. I might I might be having to show Celeste how 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 we how we did our deed with uh, MRE toilet paper. I'm glad that won't. Oh happen. no. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Of course, when you're out in the uh, 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 backcountry, I guess you can use leaves or something. But I never was if too it's fond. It's the right of that. leaf, but I don't know. I want to try. Yeah, I, I was never too <laughs> fond of that. But anyway, so how are you doing through all of this stuff? I know you've locked down at home. Got some events. Yeah, locked events down are canceled. Home. Every yeah. one of them. Uh, I can't say that I. That I, that I like the, the travel part, but I love talking with folks and, yeah. and sharing what I've picked up, you know. But, yeah, uh, everything's been canceled. Um, yeah, everything's been canceled. I think it's for the best, but still, everything's been canceled. Everything's been canceled. Well, I was just uh, – I just announced during the, uh, the first hour that um, – uh, our Rendezvous 2020 to benefit the Mustang Heritage Foundation's Veterans Program. We have actually rescheduled that from June yep. 8th through the 20th to October 29th through the 31st. So a uh, beautiful time to be in Tennessee with the leaves changing and the weather a little cooler when you're out riding. And that's going to be Halloween weekend. So we may oh. have some treating going on. You know, it could be a fun time. That but, does uh, sound like a good time. Yeah, yeah, but they're just canceling things right and left. They also are closing quite a few horse trails. Are you seeing any of that out in your area? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I am in Forest Service Region 6, so the U.S. Forest Service, and they've shut down, uh, well, pretty much all of Region 6, which is all of Washington and Oregon, uh, evidently. Wow. People were using this lockdown period as a as an excuse to go out, and you know you might get out on the trails and have a lot of space, which is wonderful. But the the trailheads were becoming really really congested, um, and so rather than take a chance and having people spread this spread this nastiness there at the trailheads, and because people are stupid, they were breaking into the Vault toilets and stealing the toilet paper there as well. Oh wow! Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they shut down all the all all the trailheads, all the camps, of course. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know when we're going to be able to get back in. I'm I'm wondering about uh, some of the trips that uh, that we've got planned this year. You know, those are all, you know, late June, July, August, and uh, you know the, the signs say until further notice. So yeah, don't know. Yeah, might, well, hopefully, might be camping hope. at home like I have been. <laughs> well, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I said, "Well, you know, at least uh, we have enough land where we are, and they have uh, enough land where they are that you can get out and ride on your own property, and mm-hmm. you're okay." But uh, yep. that's still not like that's still not like being out on the trail somewhere. Exactly. 
that. So, uh, yeah, we've anyway, been riding hope- the same little loop in the front yard for. <laughs> I can tell you where every tree is. Uh, I guess you're wearing your own path out in the front yard. I guess, but uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how can trail riders? Uh, what do they need to be doing right now during this period of time? What do they need well, to be doing to get ready to get back out on the trails again? Well, uh, what I've been doing is, you know, I got all my stuff since all the expos have been canceled. And, you know, I, I take a lot of my my using gear, if you will, to the expos to show show people what I do and how I and why I do it. Um, so I have gone through all of my camping equipment and got it all together. It took me two hours to find find all the pieces, parts of my tent the other day. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'm glad I, I I found it then and not you know two months from now, uh, or or worried about it two months from now. Uh, right. You know when I'm 20 miles in, so I went through all that stuff. Um, been cleaning up the critters, um, that kind of stuff, and just kind of practicing some of those skill sets that uh, that we'll we'll be using uh, more more in, in a few months hopefully. So it's just a great time to kind of practice and refine. Been doing a whole lot of groundwork, um, and boy, I got to tell you, in the saddle it pays off. Ruger yeah. Ruger side pass is looking pretty darn nice. <laughs> really? Oh, that's great. Oh yeah, <laughs> great. Well, you can always be doing something to get ready to get back out on the trails. And I know back here uh, uh, in Tennessee, the Big South Fork is still open, so you can get up there oh, and ride. There you go. And and there are some places that are open, and a lot of the campgrounds um, have closed. You know, they're they're complying with the uh, stay in, stay safe type rule that's going right. on. But uh, but there are a few places that are still open and available to get out and ride. So well, there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's just the new world that we live in, and we can either be upset about it and. Or say, well, yeah, it's what it is, and let's let's see see if we can make the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed that you have a series going on on your Facebook page right now called the ABCs of Trail Riding. Yeah, so, it's uh, one of the one of the most popular of other clinics that we do every year, and in it we've taken the the, the alphabet. And I generally need help on it, you know, after you get past C or so, it gets confusing sometimes. Um, And each letter has a different topic. So during the A segment, uh, we talk about, you know, what to look for in a trail animal, um, advocacy, that kind of stuff. But we're taking each segment and putting it into a YouTube video that we can also post on, on the Facebook uh, right. Bringing bringing videos to to you know clinics to you is what I'm calling it. So it's kind of a way to stay stay together whilst we're apart, uh, and just kind of you know let people know that hey, Trailmeister is thinking about you. Might not, not might not be able to be out, but we're still thinking about each other, and let's make the best of this bad situation. Yeah. Well, and then on Facebook, I know we have a lot of people. I don't know how many users Facebook has now, 
billions, billions yep. of views. Mr. Zuckerberg is doing quite well off of our information. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. But, uh, but you know, it's a great source to be able to go to your uh, – I guess you have it on both of your pages, don't you, Robert Eversoul and the Trailmeister? Not so much. Most of it's just on uh, Trailmeister. Okay. All right. So people yeah. can go to Trailmeister on Facebook, and uh, that is T-R-A-I-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. Yep. Um, my spell check now knows that <laughs> Trailmeister is Trailmeister, not Trailmeister <laughs> or whatever whatever it was trying to do. But yeah, uh, but you yeah, can, the, yeah 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 the uh, if, if you go to the Robert Eversole page, you know I, I I share stuff on it, but most of the Robert page is well, it's kind of full. They won't let me have any more friends. Um, but you'll find pictures of my baking experience there. <laughs> not a whole lot. You'll you'll find trail riding stuff, but most of it is not so deep thoughts. <laughs> All right. So then go to Trailmeister on Facebook, and of course your website is trailmeister.com, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So they can go to, they can go to the website and find out tons tons of information as well but uh i think right now is probably a good time to go through your abcs of uh that, trail that requires me to be able to think about them good lord uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, see uh so a is for uh if we're going to go alphabetically uh advocacy you know, and, and again, a, a great time to, to join an advocacy organization. I know you you have uh, Daryl, Daryl Wallace from Backcountry right. Horsemen on once a month. Right. Um, so, you know, if we don't help keep our trails open, we're going to lose them. And that's right. And that's the, the only national group out there that is, you know, advocating for our privilege to ride these trails and, 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 and enjoy these camps. Um, so you don't have to swing a Pulaski to, to be a member. Um, so advocacy and then animals, um, you know, I, I, am a big believer that not every, not every four-legged smelly critter is, is, a, is a trail horse. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, I, I think the, uh, once you get outside the arena, I think we're asking a whole bunch. And I want my critter to be pretty darn solid before we ever ever head out. Uh, thus, all the groundwork that we've been doing. I must say, Coco is how is Coco doing? She's coming along. She's coming along. I I messed up yesterday. I What'd messed up messed up bad actually. Um, so I'm 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 trimming up all the all the bridle paths uh, okay. instead of the 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 knotted tangle messes. And well, Ruger, you know, I just take the just take the electric clippers to him. He don't care. Build his tail, <laughs> clean them all up. It was, you know, he's just there. Hey, get, scratch my ears, and, and we're good. And I hadn't had the clippers around Coco yet. I thought, well, if I'm afraid of them, she's gonna wonder what, why she needs to be afraid of them. So I'm just gonna, you know, let her sniff them, let them smell them, and. Uh, see how she does and you know brought him up to her and all was fine and i had uh taken the uh untied you know my rope halter right and just kind of tied it around her neck you know so i could have that nice clean path between her ears you know to 
for that bridle path or just behind her ears. And uh, started clipping at that, and uh, that didn't last too long. <laughs> <laughs> she she set back and and uh, I don't know how she snaked her head through that loop around her neck, but she did. Oh she no! Jumped back, I don't know, five ten feet, uh, you know, far enough that gave me a little bit of a start. <laughs> oh gosh! And then she just stood there and just just gave me the eyeball, you know, the eyeball. Uh, what you what you doing, Robert? What you yeah, doing? Yeah, I, I I didn't say that was okay. Have you talked to my my shop steward yet? Uh, <laughs> and you know nobody got hurt. She didn't run off. She just let me know in no uncertain terms that that was not acceptable. I should have taken a lot longer to get her used to those clippers. So now I'm going right. to have to, you know, go back and and re redo that. You know, it takes ten times as long to undo a bad experience as it does to to start one. So, right. But I looks like I have plenty of time now. <laughs> yeah, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yep. So, so that was my my error yesterday. But boy, her groundwork is coming along so nicely. Um, started throwing some some uh, pack saddles and stuff on her. Got a new set of rigging that I need to put on. You know, she she has her own pack saddle that that's been fit to her and have a whole bunch of rigging i gotta get attached to it so i gotta do that so she's got her got her own instead of borrowing the other critters but uh you know she's she's come along she, she and, and she's just so sweet <laughs> well that death. goes along that goes a long way you know if they're sweet and oh yeah i i think this position is i'll take this this position over over confirmation you know, since I, I don't do this, I do this recreationally, you know, right. I'm not trying to make a living doing packing. Uh, but yeah, uh, without a good disposition, you know, it, it's not going to be fun. And I do it because it's fun. <laughs> oh, that that kind of reminds me of some women that I know, you know, you've got to have a good go. disposition. So <laughs> that's better than confirmation a lot of times. That's better than oh, confirmation. Oh, no kidding. Oh, gosh. Well, I tell you, this is a, this is a different period of time that we're in right now, and so we just have to make the best of what we can with what we've got. But yeah. um, how's it there in Tennessee? Has it warmed up? Tennessee has been, uh, yeah, it's been it's been uh, up in the seventies, almost eighty. Now, and, now you've uh, got some weather that's gone through. Well, we had tornadoes a couple of weeks ago that were pretty rough, and then we had this uh, this uh, COVID nineteen that has hit, and that's that's been devastating. And yeah. um, and again, this social isolation for a single guy like me, especially, is kind of tough. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, tired yeah. of looking at myself and talking to me, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll get through yep, it, but uh, we will. Yeah, but uh, you know, everybody is, tr- for the most part, everybody is trying to do what they're supposed to and stay inside mm-hmm. and let this go past. And it's funny, Robert. I went to the grocery store um, a week ago, Saturday, I think it was, and I don't have a mask, but I knew you were supposed to wear a mask, so I mm-hmm. put my bandana on. So I wore my bandana, and they thought I was holding the grocery store up at first. But, uh, 
but they realized I didn't have a gun with me, so it was okay. And well, uh, there you go. Yeah, so I found that about half the people in the grocery were uh, wearing some form of a mask, but the yep, other yep. half, the other half were not. And about half of the folks were trying to social distance, and the other half were not. So we still have a we still have a way to go with this thing. That we do. I know. Uh, well, the a lot of the grocery stores out here, they have. Uh, I call it the old timers hours. So mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. if you're above, I think sixty, you can go in right. early. Uh, but they're limiting the number of people in in the stores, and so you see these big queues of lines outside, uh, right. which is different. And then you go in, and you know, then it really really hits. You know, uh, when 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 the the canned food aisle is is empty. It's half empty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't check for toilet paper. We're fine there, but flour. I guess everybody's a baker now. I don't know what the deal with that is. But, everybody's telling me. Everybody are... is. Yeah, everybody. Everybody I've talked to that mentions what they can't find in the grocery store uh, mentions flour and sugar. And oh. uh, yeah, flour and sugar. But uh, yeah, uh, I've not noticed the sugar, but we didn't. We haven't needed any. So yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I'm just trying not to not to go out. Quite frankly, you know, uh, we we do have the the mask. Celeste, you know, since she hasn't been out, she's not going out for a while. She's on lockdown, um, and so I I head out once a week to get the mail, and you know, run to the bank, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but you know, for the most part, you know, thank heavens, being rural, like I think a lot of horse folk are, you know, we've got the chest freezer and stuff. So, right. you know, we might get down to the to the the stuff I don't want, but 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 we can make you it for a good month without too problem. Exactly. Yeah, you still have something to eat. So, so but my big clean out deal, your horse trailer though. <laughs> and my, my my big deal, Robert, was uh, you know they right now they're only letting essential businesses stay open. Mm-hmm. And and so I started worrying about whether or not the liquor stores were going to be open. So I went in and I bought three cases of wine. I'm a wine. Oh, drinker. we got to have our priorities. Yeah, beer puts me to sleep, <laughs> you know. And, and <laughs> yeah, so I got my three cases of wine, so I was okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick go. break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to a great song by John Chandler called "Wyoming Wind," and when we come back. We'll carry on more of this interesting conversation with Robert the Trailmeister Eversole on Saddle Up America. And when I die, when they put me away, won't you please let them say that I was a cowboy? Red dust tracked on the hardwood Leads to the boots Stuffed under the chest Each grain tells its own story Of ages and wind Good luck and despair Black sweat-stained Stetson With a Montana crown Brings visions of stampedes and strays 
clothes of a cowboy are scattered about with lights in the same disarray. He's at ease in the saddle. He can be anyone he might choose. He once thought he could win any battle. He still won't admit there are times he must lose. He's soothed by the Wyoming wind. Others may curse it's heaven to him. It blows through his soul like a favorite old hymn. It soothes him this Wyoming wind. Tintype rests in an album, a serious thing. From an old pioneer The same eyes reflect from the mirror A hundred year gap But the feeling's still clear He kisses Melinda Then picks up the twin His rough fingers comb through their curves He knows that his children won't take up this life in a PC-compatible world He's at odds with the future He spotted the signs of the time There are those who can change with the weather Others are caught in the hurricane tide Others may curse It's heaven to him It flows through his soul With the strength of him It knows him This Wyoming wind Oh, it knows him This Wyoming wind John Chandler, and uh, we're talking with Robert Eversole, the trailmeister, our good friend, today on Saddle Up America. Robert, we've talked about having to stay in and, and all of the things uh, that are associated with COVID-19, uh, but my question for you is, when this is all over, where is I'm the going on a long place? camping trip. Where are, you, where are you going? That was what I was going to ask. Where are you going? What's, what's the first place you're going to? Well, that depends on when this is over. Yeah. That depends on on, on, on when when we're released. Uh, you know, I I I don't have any any great faith in it being done before, say, July or August, out here. Yeah. And I don't base that on any information, just me. And if that's the case, I'm going to go up into the Pesaden. Um, okay. Lust and I have been. We've been planning a trip since last fall. 
uh, we're going to go in for 10 days, just she and I, and uh, we're, we're going to head up there. Uh, we've already got the, got the time, you know, plotted out on the calendar. Just got to hope that, you know, that, that uh, we're, we're out of lockdown by then. So we're, I guess we're going to go from social isolation to more social isolation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a different kind. It's a totally that it is. Kind. It's a different kind. Yeah. So tell tell me what it is about the Poseidon that uh, that you like so much that that would be your first trip. You don't see anybody. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, you don't see anybody. It's big country. Uh, where we like to go, it's pretty mild. Nice, nice rolly hills. You got to go a little bit further further west uh, to get into the you know the new mountains. You know, so not a whole lot of steepish spots, uh, and it's just real, 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 real pretty, real quiet area. Not a lot of people have heard about it, so it doesn't get a whole lot of traffic. Um, yeah, it's it's just a, a pretty spot. Do they have campgrounds in the area, or is it all backcountry? They do have. There's a uh, there's one horse camp called Fourteen Mile, and it's quite nice. It's uh, right outside the wilderness boundary. Uh, not 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 nearly the the horse camps that you're used to there in Tennessee, uh, yeah. but but they do have you know uh, camp spots, um, and, and I is there one vault toilet or is there two? I think there's two vault toilets even. I said, thank goodness for toilets, at least. Exactly. Thank goodness for the commode. Uh, they do have water. It's called a river that runs right by the campground. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, for 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 out here for forest service, that's a that that that's a a, a well appointed camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so is there is there any good fishing or is there any good catching in the river that's out there? Or? Because I know you love to fish, and you even I do like love to catch. fish, and I'm a lousy catcher. Yeah. Um, I would have to say no. It's okay. I, I've seen fish in it, but I we've only spent you know the night before a trip or the night after a trip there in in, in the camp. I always use it as my uh, my launching point for for longer excursions. Um, so I, I've I've never fished that little that little stretch. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, I've seen some some fish, you know, darting upstream from the, you know, get away from the the mules mules legs. But other than that, I could not tell you. You get deeper in, and there's a few lakes and stuff up there, and I have not caught any fish in those lakes. <laughs> All right. You didn't say you hadn't fished them. You just said you hadn't caught anything. So. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you 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 you've, you caught that distinction. I have I have learned there is a difference with you between fishing and catching. So, ah, <laughs> uh, goodness. Well, you know, at least we can sit and plan where we want to go, and depending on what time of the year that things are all, you know, somewhat back to normal. Exactly, uh, and you know, like we said earlier, yeah. You know, while, while nobody would have wanted this to come through, and it, and it is terrible, all the people that have, well, all the people that have died, uh, and their families, and all the people that have lost their jobs. I mean, yeah, this is 
this is the real deal. Nothing that I've ever, ever experienced in my lifetime, that's for sure. But, you know, you could either be upset with it or, or accept it and try to make the best. And that's that's all we're trying to do here is it sucks, but how can we how can we how can we make our way? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of have a feeling that by the time that we're back together in May, things will have improved some, but probably not back to normal yet. So as long as um, they improve some, every little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Every little but, bit. Yeah, but uh, we we can hope and and again there are plenty of things that you can do. You can do groundwork with your animals and and uh if you're fortunate enough to have a little piece of land, you can get out and and do some riding and some exercises with your horses and uh Yep, I I spent uh, a good few hours the other day trying to make a fire without my Bic lighter. <laughs> How was that? Well, did you did you hear the trying part? <laughs> I heard, I heard. Yeah, so it was not too successful, huh? Uh, I, I got it going. Okay. Uh, but you know, it, it it took a little bit, which really kind of reinforces that a lot of these things that we take for granted, you know, do take a little bit uh, of a knack, if you will, that you only get from practice. So I'm not going to stop carrying my big lighter. But, no, I don't blame but there, you. Are, there are some other ways that, but if I lose my big lighter, I don't want to have a really, really cold night. <laughs> so even if we don't have our critters with us, I think there are things that we could do, you know, to make those, those next trips epic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this, <clears throat> with this period of time where people are not able to get out I know that everybody is going to be excited and looking forward to being able to do that again. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and I expect that, uh, the trails will be pretty doggone busy whenever this thing clears out and people can get out yep. again. So, I'm sure of that. And we should be glad that they are, that they will be busy. The more people yeah. out using them, the more, more chances we have to keep them around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to having you back again next month, so maybe we can catch up on some more of what's going on and what you can do while you're sitting at home looking at each other. And there you go. Maybe we can get further along the ABCs. I think we didn't even get past A today. No, we'll have to, we'll have to work on those ABCs next time. But uh, anyway, it's always, always, always good to have you with us. And uh, Miss Bobby today, but she was tied up with something else that she had to do. And, and I know she always enjoys visiting with you. So well, maybe we'll be back to normal that way, too. That will be great. You stay safe, stay home, wash those paws, and uh, and we'll talk again hopefully not too long. All right. Robert, thanks so much. Robert Eversold, the Trailmeister. It's trailmeister.com is the website and visit his Facebook page, Trailmeister on Facebook and uh you can you can actually see those videos that he's got about the ABCs. So we may have to give our audience a test next time. To see that if we may. All right. Robert, thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye now. Bye bye. September every year the people gather round to celebrate the season in this quiet Oregon town. 
The cowboys and the cowgirls come, the bronx and cattle too. And everybody's here to see them do what they can do. We all come to Pendleton in the middle of September. We all come to Pendleton for a round of two, remember. Started up in 1910 on a dusty patch of ground. Bets were made and metal weighed among the hands around. They rode the Bronx and roped the steers just to see who'd win. By the time that it was over, they said, let's do this again. We all come to Pendleton in the middle of September. We all come to Pendleton for a round of two, remember. Fanny Spear and Bertha Blanchett were the girls who rode them first. And the other cowgirls learned the Bronx and learned to win the purse. The little long girl from Walla Walla always set the pace. When the cowgirls came to Pendleton to run the relay race. We all come to Pendleton in the middle of September. We all come to Pendleton around us to remember. The riders came from everywhere across the mighty west. Canuts and Fletcher, Stahl and Strips and Sundown and the rest. From the cool September morning till the sun went down at night. They gathered round this round of town to ride for bragging rights. We all come to Pendleton in the middle of September. We all come to Pendleton for a round of you remember. Now the bunks at the hotel, the cow punch are filled. Campers, tents, and sleeping bags are covering the hill. Severe's has got some saddles and some bareback rigs to sell. And Hanley's has some hats and boots and fancy gear as well. These monks have had a year of diesel smoke across their backs. And 16 gates are swinging between the riders and the Fisher round up to remember is the song and uh, so we've had a fun time today on the equestrian legacy radio network we've enjoyed talking with Susie Knight and sharing music from her great new CD turn them loose and uh, look forward to having her come back and visit with us again and then of course Robert Eversole is always fun to visit with and he is with us every second Thursday of the month on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. So we just need to have some place that we can go riding and talk with him about things that are happening on the trail and get some more of his trail tips and and uh, visit with him as well. I do want to mention to you that we have a new show that's starting on Equestrian Legacy Radio, and that's a show called The Living Room Sessions, and that kicks off on April the 18th. That's on a Saturday and it starts at noon on Saturdays, beginning April the 18th. And Joni Harms is our first guest. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy the format of the show, but that will be a lot of fun. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And we've got great guests that are lined up through May 
on that one. So tune in to that on Saturdays beginning April the 18th at noon on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And you can find that and all of our shows at equestrianlegacy.net. And we want to invite you to come back and join us again next Thursday on the Campfire Cafe beginning at 12 and then again on Saddle Up America immediately following. We want you to stay safe out there, stay in, and uh, and be safe. Social uh, distancing is working around the country, and it can and will work if we all do our part. But anyway, again, thank you for joining us today on uh, Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And we're going to remind you, as we always do, if you climb in the saddle, get ready for the ride on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network found at equestrianlegacy.net. We'll close the show today with a great song by our good friend, Miss Kristen Harris, one that's kind of encouraging, I think, at this time that we're going through. And it's her song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. 